Hello and welcome to a brand new old episode of Geshka Supernatural, or Supernatural Entertainment System as it's now known. Um, we're looking at this episode called Subterranean Homesick Booze. Frightening and dark. Exactly. We're going underground. Won't you join us? Press play. Hello and welcome to Geshcast Supernatural, Glasgow's spookiest podcast. I'm Gav. I'm Jenny. I am Philip. And I'm Chris. This episode, Subterranean Homesick Booze. Mm-hmm. Team Gesh go underground to discover the eldritch abominations that bore their way through soil and stone. Join us as we slip down the rope ladder to the darkness. Don't try no those to stay away from those that carry our own firehouse keeper. He knows what's those plain clothes. They don't need a weatherman to know which weather we blows. So, days counting away till the uh, end of... Fast approaching. How is everyone feeling about uh, the apocalypse? You're feeling pretty good. I'm. I'm going to be mountaintop, definitely. Yeah, top of mountain, screaming into a storm, into a storm, big hammer, the likes, obviously, but like a claw hammer. Hi. To add that extra Scottish little edge to it. Mm. Sally knife tape (laughs) tape to it. (laughs) (laughs) For extra damage. (laughs) Cut and thump. (laughs) <laughs> so, glass check at Iron Brew I'll stick this rally up your ass. <laughs> Ragnarok you scream into the sky <laughs> the Midgard serpent Jay how are you going to be spending Ragnarok uh, Karen Karen and terrified when you get a lot of water in mm-hmm. wait or conversely take out a lot of loans mm. Really love, yeah. the last, love the last couple of days in the high. Really love the Roll the dice, as it were. I'm glad to see it's finally come to an end. It's been a long slog. Mm-hmm. I think everyone would agree. <laughs> we've done a lot of good stuff. Aye. But. I think if anything, this body of work we've produced will probably stand the test of time. The culmination of all human endeavour <laughs> rests in our voices and minds. Well, I was thinking, this Ragnarok is that complete universal uh, destruction. So just not reset. Hmm? Is it just Northern Europe? It's just Northern Europe. Or is it just Earth? I think it's the, the dimension. Yeah, I was thinking because yeah, if we yeah, could maybe try and get a CD of this out there. Fire it in the space. Uh, I think like we could get it out of this universe quick enough. Hmm. You know? We'd need to think about that. It's a real shame. We'll have a think about it for next episode. Okay. Fireproof well, waterproof. <laughs> it won't be in our episode. This is it. This is the last episode. We'll be recording a special edition one, but which will fire into space yep. through dimensions, obviously. Somehow. That'll be a bit of a nightmare. Would you want to do it on? Any suggestions? Should probably try and curry favour with some kind of Cthulhu. Baggy's Cthulhu. Aye, best best gods. <laughs> best multi tentacled dimension hopping gods. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea for an episode. <laughs> Cthulhu and the, well, the Kraken. You've got then Thor. Thor um, and all the flying spaghetti and monster. And of course. <laughs> War of the Gods. War of the Gods. War of the Gods. Next episode. episode. Welcome 
to Geshcast. Coming in, sir. Just fall off the presses, sir. Robot news. Robot news. <laughs> some exciting robot news. Sure. Uh, American space agencies revealed that it's been developing a six-foot robot known as the Valkyrie. Oh, oh yes. 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 Good on. This is a fucking NASA's answer to Iron Man, which you're going to send to goddamn Mars. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> exactly. Get your ass there. The video that I watched of it said that they're going to send the robots up there first. This is a prototype they've got working at the moment, still pretty bitching, can rotate its hands and stuff, yep. can step up stairs. Mm-hmm. All those Martian stairs. Got a backpack on, yep. lasts about an hour on its Todd, without okay. having to recharge. But they're saying, send these robots first, mm-hmm. then later when humans eventually get there, yep. then the humans and the robots will work together to make life on Mars possible. Is that not like the exact thing that happened in that film? With Val Kilmer, maybe? And the robots went mental and killed everybody? Yes. Cool. Just checking. <laughs> Val checking. Kilmer is not involved in this, though. Oh. Oh. Just for sure. He needs to work. He needs to work. But still pretty impressive and a great name for a robot. Yeah, really, really the good. The Valkyrie. I like it. Well, the Valkyrie is the the winged uh, goddesses that take the, the men to Valhalla. There you go. So Travel they're, they're definitely going to kill all the humans on Mars. <laughs> no, no question in my mind. They do look like they could crush your skull. Good. They have really they have good, to. dexterous good. hands. It'd yeah. just be like, pop. Aye, there you go. Eyeballs well, out you've the fucking to, You've got to design for purpose. Out the yin-yang. Larry. Why are you doing this, Larry? <laughs> I think if you go to Mars, really that's the end game for you. Yeah. Is the eyes popping out. Yeah. Mm. Total recall-esque. If it doesn't end like that for me, I'll be disappointed. That is the dream, isn't it? Really uh, boring. Space tourism, the poster. Consider that a divorce. Consider that a divorce. Like that. You're living on Mars and you get diagnosed with something, you know, you get like a week to live. You're like, no, chuck me out that airlock. Bin me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> looking in the airlock window, you get locked ones. Ah, I pop in it. Larry, Larry, why are you doing this, Larry? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yes, robots for Mars. Yep. Uh, Who's next? I will bring a second dose of celebrity news. Celebrity gossip. Ryan Adams <laughs> isn't exactly sure what he saw in the sky at 11 pm on July the 11th. Unidentified. But he's sure the mysterious flying object was chased by police and helicopters. In the sky or on the ground? In the sky. Right. The 38-year-old rock singer, it says here, something already a bit supernatural amiss going here, was driving in Glendale, uh, California, California, when he claims to have seen a huge UFO in the sky. Whatever, whatever I saw was like a real sci-fi film come to life. Maybe they were testing a blimp out. I don't know. <laughs> he also tweeted he hadn't snapped any pictures of the UFO because I didn't Twitter until I was parked. Although enough people are dead from texting and driving. Very responsible, Ryan Adams. Every person that sees something whack and unidentified aren't on drugs. Cars were slowing down to stall and look at this thing. Wow, he said on his Twitter. Three cops were tearing ass in its direction and and upcoming traffic. Thing was huge. If it was a blimp, then that was a fucked up blimp. (laughs) Shoppers are in the air near it. What is this thing? Now, oddly enough, shortly after Adams transmitted his tweets, all references to the UFO were then deleted. So far, no one else seems to have come forward with their own report or pictures of the alleged UFO. 
and Adams hasn't issued any further statements about the incident. Do you think they flashy thing either? They must have. And flashed it on his phone as well. Because uh, those tweets are now gone. Fucking nightmare. Exactly. But as, definitely, as he says, if that was a blimp, then that was a fucked up blimp. <laughs> I think we should reach out to Ryan Adams, try and get him as a roving reporter. Well, I was thinking we could do the next episode. <laughs> Hashtag blimps. Aye. We'll do an episode on Geshcast. Fucked up blimps. Yeah. <laughs> what is the most fucked up blimp? Mm-hmm. That's uh, got to be the Hindenburg. It's got to be the Hindenburg. That's technically an airship's not a blimp. <laughs> for, fe- for fear factor, the Hindenburg takes it. Made of paper and hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> Hindenburg takes it. Anyone else with some supernatural news? Um, I've got one from the Daily Mirror. Oh, nice. A judge has ruled for a highway project to be stopped because it might have an impact on elves thought to be living in Iceland. Elf advocates join forces with environmentalists to try and persuade the Icelandic Road and Coastal Commission, a good bunch of lads, and local authorities to stop the road network being built. The barren landscape in the middle of the route has an elf church. Mm. I don't know if that's where the elves go. I don't know. But the pro- um, and the campaigners believe the mythical creatures may live there. Due to the campaigns by Friends of Lava getting so much support, the project has been halted until the Supreme Court of Iceland rules either way. And surely they can just go check. If there's any else there, if there's not, you need to get five guys and ro- I, I, the Supreme Court of Iceland sounds pretty hefty. Yeah, you yeah, imagine there's like a council. There's a skull and a, a spike. Aye, they're hitting like a big gavel and it's like a skull hammer on a skull like, <laughs> base. Yeah. One of them sentenced to death every mm. time, no matter what the decision is. <laughs> I'm afraid. But apparently, um, issues have been settled by delaying construction projects in Iceland before. Apparently, elves get the blame for everything in Iceland. Mm. I think elves farted. They are very mischievous. Elves, elves ate the dinner when you were out. Yeah. <laughs> elves forgot their anniversary. I think there's a lot of elf, elf blame. We went through, elves? Was it the elves? The Yule lads? Yule lads, they're all Icelandic. Yeah. Along with the Yule cat and... Uh, we don't talk about the Yule cat. Yule cat no. <laughs> <laughs> and Grima, what was the name of yours? Oh, the Grilia. The Grilia. Mm. So bad she's illegal. Elves. I think we're, we're talking about like gnome elves yeah, rather not, than like dark elves. Around, dark no, elves. No, no, no. Not sexy elves, like you know, big, big nose and hammers kind of elves. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Less mm. sexy. Less sexy, Jerry. Sorry. Very <laughs> sexy story next <laughs> Sexy ghost news. Yeah. Race dance. Yeah. Sucked off by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes went below. And ple- pleased expression below. <laughs> Philip. Yes. Any news? I, I have nothing else. Do you have anything, Chris? No, I have something. But you just rubbish. go that daft robot. It's rubbish. Yeah, it's the Vampire Gigolo one. Let me hear about the Vampire it's Gigolo. <laughs> you see, the thing is, it's, it's very... Don't tease me, it's man. Funny. You, can't, you can't say Vampire Gigolo and then and it's bail out. Just, uh, it's just, just generally quite horrible. I'm regretting this. Your own so, heads be it. Mark Perry to stand trial for murder of Vampire Gigolo Shame Carter's Abbott. Um, Mark Perry is accused of ordering a hit on the vampire gigolo Shane Charles Abbott and will stand trial in March. Um, the gist of the situation is that he, <laughs> it is alleged that he paid uh, two men to to pop um, this vampire gigolo because the vampire gigolo um, who uh, the court heard weeks earlier um, had told a client that he was a 200-year-old vampire who drank blood to survive. Nice. Um, and so he van- heard this and ordered a hit on him because of that? No, um, it was... Um, the gigolo was in court um, for murdering and raping and mutilating <laughs> his, uh, his girlfriend. So Jesus. He, ordered a hit, <laughs> he ordered a hit on him as uh, It just as so happened he was a vampire. 
Uh, yes, vampire Jiggle, let's not forget. Well, that's going to really make a difference. They're going to have to have a whole different bag of tricks up their sleeves. I the suspect so, yeah. They just shot them. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. Oh. Shot them, but put a big bit of wood in his jaw afterwards to oh, stop him from coming back. Probably garlic in his mouth. As we all know. As we all know. You were right, Chris. You were right. It's a good headline. Some things are better left alive. A load of absolutely rubbish chat. Nasty, then. <laughs> well, why don't we move on to our main event? Gavin, would you like to describe how Geshcast works? Sure, Phil. Each episode, we decide upon a supernatural topic, each bringing one example of a specific phenomenon, grading them via the patented Geshcast pentacle system, and finally we pit them against each other to decide which of them stands out. The winner here will be declared real. At the end of the season, we're going to revisit this pantheon of the phantasmal, and we're going to see who has become really the supernatural champion. Super real. Super real. With that all being said, who wants to go first? Our subject, mm. shall we say first, yeah. is subterranean homesick booze. <laughs> yeah, so anything that's underground, <laughs> anything that burrows, tunnels, comes up from the earth, bores. bores. Hopefully it won't bore the listener. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Phil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Right, I'm not going first. Who wants to go first? I'll go first with the Kobold. Ooh. Kobold, a spirit or creature that lives underground in Germany, the right. UK, and out in the wider world. It's believed variously that they're miners and metal workers themselves. They're always working away just out of sight of human miners, but within earshot. Quite important. Some say they can breathe the very rock itself. <gasps> no air for them. Mm. Kobolds have got a bad rap, though. It's mischievous and, dang- is mischievous and dangerous to human miners. I'm not talking about kids here. Jackal fans, I'm talking about actual <laughs> digging in the ground miners. But in the 19th century, you know, miners and miners were the same thing. A double dunter for the king of pop. <laughs> Who himself is in an underground layer at this point. Um, so, kobolds are the boogeyman of mining towns and said to cause cave ins and other subterranean disasters. It's said that kobolds hammered away on shaky rock in order to cave the mines in and trap the workers in the shafts far below the surface. Such a bitch. They also sought to mislead the miners by filling them into digging out worthless ore that looked like it contained silver but was actually poisonous. Miners who handled these ores would have their skin burned by the noxious materials. Miners co- called these ores cobalt after the spirits. In the 18th century, a Swedish chemist um, identified uh, an element in those, which we all know and love today from appearances in batteries, and your metabolism, cobalt. Mm, in yeah. South Africa, they were said to be ghosts of miners who'd condemned Jesus. Not miners. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> too bad for heaven, but too good for hell. Which bad, in our Michael Jackson right. reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, many of, like many of the spooks and spectres investigated here, the kobolds can be helpful as well as nasty. In Hungary, the kobolds are said like not to cause the shaft collapse, but to warn the miners of what was going to happen. Ah. And they're also said to lead miners to the best seams of war by tapping out where to look. That would be like a PR job here. Uh, it could be. But it's also difficult because they're either warning them, mm. like, here lies danger, or here lies more money. So, you know, mm. so I'm not sure how it's going to go. In England, the kobolds are known as blue caps and would do, do a day's work for themselves, demanding only the same pay as everyone else who worked in the mine. Yeah. So they were unionised. Yes. Very nice. In Wales, Cornwall, and later in North America, the kobolds are known as the knockers and again helped out miners by tapping on the wall. <laughs> in Cornwall, in particular, the knockers are said to be spirits of miners who had died in previous disasters and were helpful spirits who tried to help out their fellow workers. Stephen King appropriated the term Tommy Knockers from a rhyme he'd heard as a child about the Knockers, so their influence is heard beyond the mining communities of the world to this day. 
slipping that in there, the oh, dirty bastards. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. The cobalt. Very nice, Jerry. Some good work. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Anyone else who wants to go next? Uh, I will go next. My tunnel dwelling tit is the group slang, <laughs> which is translated in Dutch and Afrikaans as big snake. Now, according to legend, this is so metal. The Grootslang is a primordial creature as old as the world itself. Tales state that gods, new to the crafting of things, made a terrible mistake in the Grootslang's creation, gave it tremendous strength, cunning and intellect. Now, fearing this, they cast it out. Um, usually it comes in the form of an elephant with the back end of a serpent. Imagine that. <laughs> that is amazing. I know. <laughs> so, what they did is they split the Grootslang into separate creatures and thus this created elephants and the first snakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one of the original Grootslangs escaped, and it sired all other Grootslangs from that point. Life finds a way. Life finds exactly. a way, exactly. So it's claimed to devour elephants by luring them into its cave. The cave is known as the Wonder Hole. <laughs> Does it have any other names? I know. I've not. I did notice throughout our last episode that you have notes on my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is from my. Uh, he also had into the African one. Yeah. Yeah, he also had my thing had on my thing. What can I say? I like to do a little research. The wonder hole was the one that made me laugh, so that's the only one I kept. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is the bottomless pit. The bottomless Just imagine pit. like a neon sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a sexy elephant hanging out there. <laughs> 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 the wonder hole. I, the, the trunk <laughs> going up like the <laughs> <dun, dun, dun, laughs> titty twister. <laughs> 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 um, so many, but many a treasure hunter has found himself in the grip of this beast because the Grootsland covets gems, particularly diamonds. And despite the creature's lust for cruelty, victims can often bargain for their freedom by offering the Grootsland enough precious gems. Mm. So quite dragon esque. Uh, English businessman Peter Grayson he disappeared in 1917 in South Africa after members of his party were attacked and injured by lions. Uh, everyone was like, "We're out of here!" Like these people have been attacked by lions. And uh, Peter Grayson was like, I'm going ahead alone. Was never seen again. People say it was the group slang, not just the lions who had attacked <laughs> earlier. <laughs> this thing is metal as shit. If you look it up on Google Images, it's got. there's one particular painting which is so metal that I want to get it on a t-shirt <laughs> and go to like Iron Maiden or something. And be, be like, check out my t-shirt. Check out my t-shirt. You're up on Bruce stage. Dickinson. Like, <laughs> Scream for me, Gavin Spence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the great song, yes. Next on the agenda is, I don't know, some other rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to combat your Drushlang, I have the Mongolian death worm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not noticing a trend in your <laughs> place. Horrific act, animal. That's what it's called. The Scunthorpe Death Vault. <laughs> <laughs> You can't beat it. That's how, that's how you name a metal album. Please. Some horrible beast. So it lives in um, the Gobi Desert in the most arid and sandy parts. In appearance, it is red um, and has been named the intestine worm due to its blood red colouring. Yeah. It's, um, it's about two to five feet long, which is about two thirds to one and a half DeVitos long, <laughs> by my calculations. Um, it has neither legs, nor arms, nor head. Nor a mouth, nor anything like what that. What does it have? So really, it could just have been a bit of a guess. It's got a really good agent. The creatures reported to hibernate during most of the year, except for June and July, when it becomes active. It especially comes out um, when it's raining. 
Oh. Uh, like a worm. Like a June um, and July. It does have some bitch and powers, but. Okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it is poisonous. Okay. And anyone that touches it will die. Nice. And it can also spray that poison, uh, that venom, at a range. And it has been said that uh, that venom can also corrode metal. Oh. Pretty good. Not only is it satisfied with that, it can also kill at a distance with electrical discharge. Electrical discharge? Electrical yep, discharge. That's, that's what it says. I call um, bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a, a big elephant worm. <laughs> <laughs> its skin serves as an exoskeleton and uh, molts whenever it hurts. And apparently, local folklore tells um, the prediction of it by the colour yellow. So if you start to see the colour yellow, the Mongolian death worm, maybe around the, around what, the next What one. yellow in the Gobi Desert? Yeah, yeah that's quite a bit. <laughs> Little worms. Just next to the Chiquita Banana Factory. Um, it's used as the basis for the Graboids and Tremors. Oh. Um, oh. Numerous Mongolians have reported having seen the creature, including the Mongolian Premier. Mm. Not, Stephen, so, not Stephen King, though, is he? Their Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Stephen King, Less good. Have you to see them? Uh, there's, there's been numerous investigations into the to try and prove or disprove uh, the existence of the the death worm. Uh, most recently in 2009, as yet all have remained fruitless. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's generally accepted as, as kind of fact to, to Mongolians yeah, that the death worm exists. It's not yeah. like us with the Loch Ness monster. Uh, yeah, they they like, know it exists. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah, it does exist. My brother saw it. Yeah, they're um, like what is real? Yeah. The Mongolian death worm. Is yeah, real. so they, they whoa, take whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> not, not, not that Loch Ness monster isn't real. Of course, of course, uh, it's it real. is real. Visit Scotland. I don't think we've <laughs> 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 we haven't officially named it as real. Yeah, yet, we haven't named it as real. Oh, no. It could be real. Simply a matter of time. Sure. I like as well that in your notes you've uh, shown it down at the MCW. The MCW, yes. <laughs> That's an even better name for it. <laughs> which, seen which, is, which is weird because it's the Mongolian death one. Yeah, I've actually seen <laughs> <laughs> it. MDW, sorry, uh, I can't see from you. Well, it's still MDW. MDW. Check out MDW over there. Yes. MDW. Spitting rhymes <laughs> like poison. <laughs> so I present the Mongolian death one. Hurrah. It's good. Right, lads. Or should I say, wished lads, hard your gobs. I'll tell you all a story, wish lads, hodger gobs, about an awful worm. God. <laughs> the lantern worm, a story from my own childhood. Did you tell me that? Oh, you do? I thought there was more. No, there is more, but I'm not going to do it all. We'll do it at the end. <laughs> we'll do it at the end for the uh, post credit scene. Yeah. This is a story told from the eyes of a young John Lampton who was the heir to Lambton Hall, a big house, basically, in Lambton, the northeast of England. I'm all excited after doing that song. <laughs> uh, one day he was supposed to be going off to Mass with the rest of the congregation to show off his, you know, he's the son of the heir, one day he'll rule this land, he should be showing off. He thought, fuck that, <laughs> I'm away fishing. Yeah. Nice. So he pops down to the River Weir, casts his rod in beside some little rock that he's sitting on, fishing away eventually he gets something huge on the end of it he's pulling back pulling back the, his rod's bowing against this giant beastie that he's caught in the line it pops up and it's a tiny wee worm oh. takes one look at it it's bogging <laughs> filthy little this thing this is barking horrible pustuous oik on the end of his <laughs> line he's like ah, I'm not having this I'm not going away I'm not <laughs> pretty much <laughs> I had a way <laughs> An old man's passing by and he chose it to him. He's like, look at this, look at this. He's like, that is that is stinking. Do not put that back in the lovely weir. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead, he, he, as they would say, hoys it down a well nearby. 
At this point, right, John's like, ah, right, I've had enough of Britain, I'm away at the Crusades. So he fucks <laughs> off to Palestine to fight in the Crusades. So while he's over there, this worm grows and grows inside in this well to the point where it's so massive that it starts escaping from the well and killing sheep, <laughs> ripping cows open by the others and drinking their milk. Ripping Ooh. cows' jaws. Eating babies as they slept. Oh. To the point where it grew so large that it was able to wrap itself thrice times around Penshaw Hill. Oh my good. And this illustration, illustration one. Picture, <laughs> factual rendering. <laughs> Documentary photograph. <laughs> Many men tried to come and save. The the Duke, whatever his name was, of Lampton was like, I'll give people a bounty if they're willing to kill this thing. Just a bounty? Just <laughs> a bounty. <laughs> a size, but back then, a back then, before they were invented. Before desiccated coconut was made. <laughs> <laughs> no one could. The, the worm just fucking killed them all. Yeah. To the point where he's like, right, we've just got to live with this shit. <laughs> so, at this point, he's like, right, just get all the milk from all the coos <laughs> and put it out in front of the hall and the worm can just come eat it and that'll keep him satiated. He won't kill anybody else. Yeah. So that worked for a while. <laughs> Meanwhile, off in Palestine, John Lampton gets wind of this. Right. And he's like, right, that's my fault. I've got to go back. He's a changed man now. He's been through the Crusades. I've got to pop back and sort this, you know, clean up my shit. So he heads back over, speaks to his dad. He's like, I'm going to kill it. He's became the man his father always wanted him to be. Precisely. Nice. The dad's like, look, if you're going to kill it, fine, but you need to go and speak to this witch first because I've asked everybody and nobody's given me a decent answer how to kill it. They're all just like, feed it hundreds of milk. <laughs> so <laughs> goes to see this witch and she's like, appeasement. What you need to do is... Okay, you need to go back to the rock that you first caught it on. Call it out. Come on then. Okay. Come ahead. Provocation. Uh, and while you're at it, get your suit of armour and uh, weld a bunch of spearheads to it. Okay. Right. right. Metal. Uh, so he's like, right, fine. That's really nice of you. Can I do anything for you because you've done this? And she's like, right, what you need to do for me is... As soon as you've killed it, you need to kill the first thing that you see immediately afterwards. Oh, no. Or else there'll be a curse in your family. Oh, no. This doesn't sound like it's going to bode well. It's like, oh, I've got a plan. It's cool. It's cool. So he heads off. He's like, right, down. armour, sort this out with spears. And what I'll do is I'll kill this worm, and immediately after it, I'll blow a horn, and you release a dog. Mm-hmm. Right? The dog will come run towards me, and I'll chop its head off. <laughs> No problem. Nobody needs to die today except for that dog, that dog. and that worm. Could I pick like a chicken and I'll carry it with me or something? <laughs> Put it in a box. It's all those North African fighters that I met in Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, he comes the day that he's going to take down the worm. So he heads down to the river, he stands on the rock, he calls out the worm. Ah, everybody else at his fault, whenever they've chopped at it, it's been able to regrow itself or reattach itself. Okay. That kind of phalanx creature. So he, standing on his rock, lops at it chops its tail off, tail runs down the river before it gets a chance to uh, rejoin. Mm. Smart thinking. The worm's enraged. It starts it. to coil itself around him but because his armour's covered in metal spikes. Nice. It's fucking itself over. <laughs> it's dying. So eventually he kills it. The worm is dead. No more. Blows his horn. And his dad, being so happy and proud of him, oh, no. runs ahead. No. Oh, no. What are you thinking? Runs ahead. And he's like, oh, well, I can't kill my dad. I'm not going to kill my dad release a dog now and I'll kill it and we'll pretend like this never happened yeah. and we just killed the dog no good no. but at this point the witch already knew it and his family were cursed for nine generations not a single lambton would die happily in their bed oh, no. they'd all die horrific deaths that came true <laughs> that is the tale of the lambton worm my god I'm glad you finally got that out of your system <laughs>
Seems like it's a bit of a grudge match. Are you perhaps an am- a Lampton? <laughs> a Lampton lad? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am the ninth generation. Uh, the worm has been used. Uh, it was based for one of Bram Stoker's novels, The Lair of the White Worm. It was also going to be the sequel to the original Wicker Man. Was going to feature the Lampton worm. No. Oh. Factoid: There has been uh, an opera based on the Lampton worm. And many laughs. Many laughs. Have we had, have we had about, about it. Well. Would you like to hear more of the song? <laughs> <laughs> After the credits. <laughs> Thank you. Let us now deliberate. And the winners are. Murderousness. Mines be fallen and the kobolds be balling. The Cobalt has killed many in mines and takes murderousness. Physical strength! A beast so strong that the gods rent it in twain? The Groot Slime. He's uh, actually quite influential. Because of Stephen King and mining communities around the world, the Cobalt is the most influential. Disgustery! The blood red intestine worm takes disgustery. <laughs> the lantern worm left behind nine generations of terror, its fear factor is undeniable. After all that deliberating pontificating, who's one? What is real? The cobalt is real! Well done, lads. There Another we have it. excellent beast added to the pantheon of terror. Man, I can't believe it. The cobalt is real. It's out there. Shit! Well, we're miners only catching up with what miners have known for generations. Yeah, that's true. The that's cobalt is very, very real. And pretty darn scary! No. <laughs> what have you got for us next, Gab? Is it not time for maybe some competition? A little bit of compo, as we call it. <laughs> not yeah. to be confused. Nude wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the quiz this week, another multiple choice effort. Excellent, I'm just resetting the scoreboard. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so these questions did not come again from the (laughs) Osborne Guide to the Supernatural. I do just want to mention it at least once a show. God rest its soul. Exactly, available everywhere. Um, (laughs) Available nowhere. (laughs) I'm going to give you a quick description of a beast, Mm -hmm. and um, then I'm going to give you some options of what it could be. But if you do know what it is, or you know the answer, just say your name. We have this wee check first. Jerry. Philip. Chris. Chris. <laughs> you ain't gonna remember that attitude, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what creature has been described by eyewitnesses as about three and a half feet high, a head like a collie dog, and the face of a horse? Philip. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito? It's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> Damn it. It's got a long neck, wings about two feet long, back legs like those of a crane. Horse's hoofs <laughs> and walks on its back legs with two short paws in front of it. Is it El Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil, the Loveland Lizard, or the Yowie? Jerry. Jerry. Would it be the Yowie? It's not the Yowie, I'm afraid. Chris. Mm-hmm. Chupacabra? It's not. I'm going to go for the Jersey Devil, Philip, the Jersey Devil. You've had your choice you already. <laughs> So no, no, no winner there. No winner. No. What was it? Again? What was it? It was. What was the Jersey Devil line? <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. 
1726, a 25-year-old woman named Mary Toft allegedly gave birth to what? Was it octuplets? B, a statue of George Washington? <laughs> C, a baby with six arms? Or D, 12 rabbits? Jerry. Jerry. Would it be 12 rabbits? It is 12 rabbits. Ah, oh, hey. nicely done. 1726, stuff was going on. <laughs> People were fucking rabbits. People were fucking rabbits. Selma is a Loch Ness type lake monster repeatedly cited in which country? Is it Russia, Sweden, Norway, or Canada? Chris. Chris? Is it Russia? It's not Russia. Philip, Canada. It's not Canada. <sighs> Jerry, is it Sweden? It's not, it was Norway. Ah, another, another non starter. It is known that some of Hitler's Nazis believed in the Hollow Earth theory. Yeah. <laughs> According to some accounts, after losing the war, some Nazis fled to which area to seek refuge inside the planet? A. The North Pole B. Antarctica C. Argentina or D. North Dakota Jerry Jerry Is it Antarctica? It is Antarctica, Jerry. Well done, Jerry. You're so good at this, man. Last question. The phenomenon of streetlights inexplicably blinking off as you pass beneath them is known as what? Is it EMF SLI uh -huh. SRT or GVM? <laughs> Philip. Yep. SLI it is SLI streetlight interference. <laughs> wow. So with that, do we have a clear winner? We this do week? have a clear winner this week. Jerry, congratulations, you are the winner. Thank God, because I had a very tenuous tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tease us like that. This is like a vampire jiggle. You've got no, this for a bonus point. Yeah. Another, another for two points, so I can win. Another who reaches the <laughs> reaches the closest, right? According to Box Office Mojo. What is the total worldwide gross for the smash hit Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore? Worldwide gross to date. Worldwide gross to Closest date. wins. Just corrected or... Hmm? Corrected or 1990s dollars? Uh, this is... Uh, yeah, it's correct. Yeah, it's up to... I would say... Oh, no, in fact. 200, 200 million. 200 million? I'd say 300 million. I would say 100 million. It was 505 million. Oh! oh. So, Jerry, I believe, has taken that one. Jerry's supernatural which, which makes it handy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He's tied with himself. No matter, no matter who wins, I lose. <laughs> so that's the quiz for this episode. Another brilliant guest cast. Thanks very much, gentlemen. We did so well. Uh, it's been lovely working with you. Obviously, this is the end of days. Mm -hmm. So Bummer. we'll see you in the halls of Valhalla. Yep. Feasting. Make drinks, sure to die in battle. Hopefully, you yeah. need to die in battle. Not a problem, See I've got it. a plan already. Seeing the roots of the dragon. <laughs> we have, we're yeah. going to stab each we're other. We're going to stab we? each other in I the neck. Gavin and I are going to flick each other's ears. Flick each other's ears. <laughs> uh, if we're not together, I will just slap Lindsay in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you will and she, and then she will kick the shit out of me, and then I'll still have died in battle. You're just, your watch will start beeping, and you'll just, you'll just have time to ask what it is before you. <laughs> God for heart. <laughs> How would people get in touch with us, eh? Well, they could email us, uh -huh. geshcast at gmail.com. They could. On Twitter, at Geshcast. Mm -hmm. Or they could leave a Skype message uh, on... It's a Geshcast Supernatural. Uh, please do that, because it's funny. It's funny, and nobody's really done it in a while. Only Marcus. Yeah. Only Marcus. That's a sin. That's who you're against, listeners. Everybody please should review me. the show on iTunes. Yep. Subscribe. Because it really helps bump us up the charts. Bump us up the charts, <laughs> just a little. Uh, yes, thank you very much for listening. We will see you in exactly 14 days. Hopefully. Bye. 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 Fucking hell.
Whoa. Can you believe all of the ones Some... that we heard of? Oh my god, such as the kobold, the Grootslang, the Mongolian death worm, and the lantern worm? That's the ones, yeah. God, what a fantastic array of beasts. <laughs> Remember when I sang? Oh, I loved it, and really, I hope one day to get the full Lambton Worm experience out of you. I think that'd be incredible. Um, but let me just say, uh, all of them were good, but I wouldn't say any of them were as good as the one who won. Absolutely, Gavin. Let me be the first one mm-hmm. to say congratulations to it. Well, congratulations to you, listener, for reading this podcast. Uh, and until next time, fry the, the beef. beef. Nailed it. Back on track.